0: Hi everyone, welcome to Wildly Becoming. I'm your host, Rachel Bain. Our stories hold the power to help others overcome. Join us each week to hear incredible real life stories from our guests. We are wildly becoming who God created us to be. Let's get started with today's episode. Hey, Wildly Becoming fam. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am here in the studio with the amazing Baleen Queen, the one and only
1: Jill <laughs> <She'll> Glosser. <laughs> Every time I introduce her, I come up with something new. And I'm with the amazing
0: <laughs> Rachel Bain. Brandy. There you go. Brandy.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> and Brandy. We have an amazing guest today that is so near and dear to my heart. We have Brandy from Wildly Becoming joining us
1: yay hi brandy hi
0: thanks for being here our sponsor today is ARTE art empowerment is a nonprofit organization founded by Brent Billingsley art has developed strong objectives indicative to the utilization of art to create a sense of community healing development pride and empowerment amazing nonprofit outreach So Brandy, Jill and I were laughing. We were saying, okay, are we going to title this episode Clean Your Room or You're Grounded?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or Mom's going to run away. Both are very fitting today.
0: Yeah, both very fitting today with school out. (laughs) So for our listeners today, we're going to talk about parenting. If you didn't pick up on that for our topic, we're going to talk about parenting. It's something I talk about a lot with my friends, almost everyone I know, is a parent in one capacity or another. We're seeing a lot more young children and teens coming into our counseling offices at church. Mental illness is on the rise. There's a lot of bullying. Suicide rates are going up. And so we just really felt like Jill and I thought, you know, let's have some real talk and some real conversations from two parents and a kid's counselor about what's going on and how we can help. We want to encourage all parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, bonus parents, caregivers, anyone and everyone that interacts with children. We want to be an encouragement to you today. So Jill and Brandy, what are some challenges that you're facing raising your kids today in 2022? Brandy, do you want to start us out? Um, I think social media is a big challenge it adds a
2: new dynamic to parenting that maybe my parents didn't have right Mm -hmm. that's a big one which creates a whole a whole uh, there's so many issues that can come from social media too i think is the the big issue with that
0: yeah i would totally agree and how do you limit that you know every parent has a different thought on what age their kids should get a phone or what age they should be allowed to have social media and so There's a whole range of things that go with that. I think, I think a lot of that depends on the kid I'm going to say
2: and their maturity level and their need to have a phone, you know, are they away from the parent a lot? That kind of, you know, that kind of stuff for me, I limit social media for my kids. I have apps on their phone that I can turn things off or put limited times that they can have access to them and they have to request certain apps so that I know what they're on and I have the passwords and things for for those apps. So that's how I navigate social media with my kids, but I, I know lots of parents are different with that.
1: Yeah, and I know on a very personal note that even when we monitor our children that others are not monitored and there's still the whole dynamic which leads into more like the bullying that kind of thing can still happen even though our children are off of social media we could still have things happening um, or being said about them or you know those they're still being done because there's other children that are still going or kids young kids um still going about you know even simple um Uh, example, you know, one of my kids, she was running and somebody was videotaping her, making fun of her. And then it it was, it was through a text, you know, so all these things were sent through text messages. There's still that dynamic there. And the thing with social media is when you like um, back in my day, right? I hate to say that, but (laughs) here we go. So if something happened through the week, you had the weekend and people forgot about it. But now it's like these kids get on social media or texting and they keep talking about it and keep bringing it up and making the story even bigger or better because that's what they do, you know? And it's just, it kind of snowballs and creates this, it's like this huge monster of a thing that wasn't a thing really to begin with, but for kids it it is.
2: I found out this year that there are, actual instagram pages dedicated to like humiliating people
0: yes you're kidding in schools
2: no like like Mm -hmm. wayne uh, i don't know what the names of them are but there are are many different ones or um even posting like they'll take pictures of girls backsides and rate them on these pages or i mean there's so many different dynamics that these kids you almost they're almost afraid to just walk through school because they don't know who's taking a picture or who's posting them on these websites or it's disturbing really. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's what I'm saying. Even though we can control our kids, it doesn't mean that, you know, to a point, I mean, my friends, my daughters had friends that had, um, hidden accounts, you know, that their parents didn't know about because, you know, they're smart. They could figure things out. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm.
0: okay. Let's go there sex I think sex is a huge problem in 2022 Mm -hmm. and I agree yeah what do you do and how do you parent that when your child comes home crying because a picture of their behind is posted on some page that shouldn't even exist yeah I know I sound snarky right now but it just (laughs) it grieves me so much that kids face so many challenges that these are actually things they're even having to deal with so what do you do when your kid comes home crying that way Like you have three kids. Have you have negative experiences in schools with your kids? Luckily, to my knowledge,
2: my kids have not ended up on one of those pages, to my knowledge. But I don't even know how to find these pages. So I would only know if they knew about it or, you know, if another kid told me about it. But there have been other instances where people have talked about them online and made comments about them and they don't even know me and you know it's it's hard to know how to explain to a child that somebody who doesn't know them is capable of not only having an opinion about them but then putting that opinion onto other students who don't know them and and how to kind of navigate through that it's a very difficult situation
0: yeah I would agree I think parenting is I've always thought parenting is one of the hardest things to begin with raising little humans and helping them navigate life and understand life in themselves. And they're learning about themselves and then they get in teen years and hormones. So what about like if you find out your child is doing something that could harm them or harm their reputation, like how do you talk them through that? For me,
2: having an open communication with my kids has always been very important to me. I've always tried to guide them in the right direction and tell them right from wrong, but not make them feel too condemned for the the things that they're doing necessarily so that I can keep that communication open with them. But I, I try to kind of take them out of their own space and say, okay, you know, this is the situation. This is how people would perceive it. If this was, your best friend, how do you think people would perceive this, you know, and sort of make them see it outside of just through their emotions, but, you know, see it through the way they would see it if it were somebody else.
0: Yeah, which is empathy. Yes. And empathy goes a long way. Truly, I think a lot of adults could learn a lot about empathy (laughs) too. How about religion? I've met with some students and they've shared with me that they are made fun of at school for being Christians. So while we live in 2022 culture, that's like, Oh, you know, coexist and everyone's equal and all of those things. But our Christian students are totally being made fun of in the schools. And then you have a child here who thinks that they have to shrink back because of that. So have either of you, Jill or Brandy, dealt with that? And how do you navigate that?
2: I have dealt with that, but, that's been a thing since I was a kid, really, you know, I mean, it was, I can remember as a kid getting really, you know, excited over the summer, I would be going to all these church camps and I would go into you know, school and be so excited that, you know, I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And then the kids would kind of come at you. And I felt like I needed to take a step back from that and it would really hinder me. Um, And I think even now, more than ever with all of the different aspects of religion and sexuality and politics and all of those things that are being bombarded on our kids it's even harder because people assume if a teenager says they're a christian that they hate people they hate certain people or they hate certain religions right and so now not only is it the aspect of you're a goody-goody, but you must hate people. And so I think there's an even bigger prejudice that comes against teenagers who stand up and say, I- I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm.
0: I would agree with that. I find that even as adults. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that actually saddens me. You know, Beth Moore said, if people know what you stand against more than what you're for, then that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And it hurts my heart as someone who loves Christ and follows Christ that
1: people view us or, you know, our children that way. Well, especially as a kid, because you just don't have the knowledge behind you. You don't have the life experiences yet behind you to be able to really truly stand up for that.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that because kids are still learning and they're growing. So how do you encourage your kids, Brandy, to keep shining their light and not shrink back?
2: I tell them that it's important that that they don't have to be preaching at the kids, you know, like if they're doing things that they, they know are wrong, it's important to show love more than anything and that they don't have to walk around screaming it, you know, and drawing attention to themselves necessarily, but just showing kindness to everybody, just being encouraging to everybody, you know, being kind to everybody, no matter what, not getting involved in some of the clicky things that happen at school where people talk about this person or talk about that person, I think it's important that they know that the way that they live is a better example than necessarily sometimes the words that we say. And so that, you know, they don't have to go to school and tell everybody I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, but don't deny it either. Don't get caught up in things that would make you saying that you're a Christian look hypocritical, which is tricky for adults. So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's, it's tricky for teenagers and, so, you know, I, I give the best advice that I can and hope that they can sort of navigate it when they're away from me. And I, th- I think for most parents, that's that's really the, the best we can do.
0: That's really good. I like that because words can be cheap, but action is everything. Exactly. That's good. That's really good. That's awesome, Brandy. Brandy, you and I were chatting about your kiddos and some of the challenges that come with parenting And the special needs, like, do you have a child with special needs?
2: Yes. My oldest is a multiple disability child.
0: Okay. Well, he's not a child anymore. Yeah. (laughs) He's a senior. (laughs) Oh, gosh. They grow up so fast. So what... They do. What disabilities does your oldest wrestle with? Um, He is on the spectrum.
2: Um, He also has ADHD. He has global apraxia, which some people are familiar with verbal apraxia, which affects your speech and the muscles in your mouth and the the connection between your brain and the way you talk. But he has global apraxia, so it affects his entire body. It affects, you know, his movements, his strength, how tired he gets, how quickly he gets. So he's he sort of has several different things that he's kind of working through.
0: Right. So how how would you like to encourage maybe someone listening today that's raising a child with special needs I think there are so many people out there it's becoming more and more prevalent and I think there are so many challenges and and difficulties so what words of encouragement could you give someone listening today looking back because mine's
2: older now um, looking back when he was little I think that I would say it's okay that you notice things that may be not quite right in your child it's And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, God created everybody the way that they are, and it's not wrong to 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 notice these things. But reaching out to their doctors and getting them help early on is like the the best thing that you can do for them. Getting them into the therapies that they need, and just really being an advocate for them, and not letting doctors and things like that tell you about your child when you know more about your child. So really advocating for them and being their voice and just knowing that you're doing a good job even if you feel like you're not doing a good job because there have been many times through through our journey that I have thought I am failing this kid. You know, am I getting him enough help? Am I, you know, am I doing enough at home? Am I ba-? you know, it's, it's it's balancing, but just knowing that if you're showing up and you're doing the best you can, that you are absolutely doing what you need to do and know that just because a doctor tells you that they can't do something when they're little doesn't mean that they won't. I think that's important to so many of, I work with preschoolers and so many, I watch so many parents who, well, the doctor says he's never going to do this. The doctor says he's never going to do that. And they told me that about my son too. And now my, you know, they told me Elijah would never carry on. A conversation and this kid carries on conversations just fine now his speech is off because of his apraxia but he carries him on just fine he's getting ready to graduate high school he's in rotc he helped with the varsity football team this past year Love it. um with the equipments manager i mean these kids if you don't you know these kids can do more than the world wants to put on them
0: that's right being their advocate, that's powerful, Brandy. That's one of my favorite things about you is that you advocate so much for your children. And gosh, you really are an incredible parent. And I think most parents, regardless of their children, think that they're failing at this thing called parenting mm-hmm. a lot of times. And that's why <laughs> yeah, we felt constantly. it was so <laughs> right, so important yeah. to encourage parents today through this podcast. One thing I did want to point out, you were saying... How you talk about the kids matters, like speaking life over them. Don't just take the doctor says they're never going to do this. Don't accept that. Keep working on it, you know. And I actually had in my notes how you talk to your kids matter, and, and here is why. And, and I would like you and Jill to add some input to this. I grew up and was not talked too well, and I know the trauma that resulted from that. But I also was at a volleyball tournament over the weekend. And I hear people in the stores when I'm grocery shopping and like I used to be a coach. So I, you know, coaching kids, I would hear how parents would talk to kids and I'm not judging any parent because they all have their issues too. They're all dealing with their own trauma and their own stress and life struggles and possible mental health issues that they haven't worked through. But how we talk, not just, you know, to ourselves and to one another, but also to our kids really matters because something that we might think isn't a big deal could be something that sticks to that kid like glue and shapes their little minds. And so I kind of want to cringe and and die sometimes inside when I hear the ways that some of the parents are speaking to their kids.
1: Oh, yeah. I always said, you know, God doesn't make junk. So you do have to watch... Your words and I've screwed up so many times I'll be the first to admit and my kids will be right behind me saying yep she sure did I think it's a learning it's, process though I don't think
0: perfection can be obtained because none of us are perfect right but it's a learning process and
1: then sometimes you also are you know a younger parent who is literally growing up with their child you know there's also that person so it's parenting is hard and if you don't have a good foundation of the parent before you and stepping up and out of that, you know, how you do that, what that looks like, all those things. It's it's not easy. Brandy, you are a
0: person that I've always looked up to that I think is so good at speaking life and standing on God's promises. How do you do that for your kids? Do you just do you remind them who they are in Christ and what that looks like? Um, it's so important
2: for me that my kids know that they are not their mistakes because I have made plenty of mistakes in my life. And I would never want people to associate my identity with my mistakes. So I've always been somebody who believes that what we say to our kids is what they believe of themselves. If we're telling our kids when they're little and they're doing something wrong, like you're bad, like they're gonna believe they're bad. So it's always been important to me to say, you know, that was not a good choice you know that was that was not a good choice and then talk to them about what choice they could have made that would be better or why that wasn't a good choice or you know to talk through those things with them because i want them to make good choices i want them to understand what the bible says about the way we live our lives what society says about the way that we live our lives and the choices that we make but i want them to Know that who they are is not their mistakes. So I, I really try to not speak to them as their mistakes, but help them work through them and see how they could do better next time or what choices they could make that was different or, you know, to see into the future of what their decisions. May create rather than make them feel like, well, I've done all of these things that are wrong or I'm on a wrong path. So I'm just bad. And because God is the God of second chances and He has given me more chances than I deserve. So I just feel like my kids need to understand that there's always a chance to turn things around and they
0: are not their mistakes.
1: That's really good. I love that. Love that. Mm-hmm. It's so
0: powerful, Brandy. We cannot thank you enough for joining us today. I know this was out of your comfort zone and I'm so (laughs) proud of you for stepping out of the comfort zone box. If you could encourage our listeners today, what would be one last thing that you would like to share to encourage parents or caregivers listening today?
2: I think it's to give ourselves a little bit of grace because parenting doesn't come with an instruction manual and so many of us face so many different things in our own lives. And so I think we just have to do the best we can. And as long as our foundation, you know, and we're turning to God for our foundation and and we're filtering things through his word that it's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, that it's, it's going to be okay just to have a little bit of grace with us and extend a little grace to your kids and have that communication so that you can talk to your kids. Because I think communication right now in 2022 is so important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. Couldn't agree more and you're right. There is no guide or playbook. Right? <laughs> Everyone is figuring this thing out called life together. So give yourself grace. Brandy, thank you so much for being here today. Love you dearly, appreciate you so much. Brandy is a huge member of Wildly Becoming couldn't do it without her thank you
1: thank you brandy
0: thank you to my amazing co-host the bling queen jill glosser (laughs) and i'm rachel bain and we are out of here and as always stay stay wild. wild friends see ya thank you for joining me for today's episode if you liked what you heard feel free to reach out to me on facebook or instagram at rachel bain ministries send me a message or leave a comment and i'd love to get back to you Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast by clicking the subscribe button. Remember, you are wildly becoming who God created you to be. The Rise FM Podcast Network.